Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this week's episode of the Imaginary Movie Podcast. A podcast where you watch a movie and then we talk about it. Uh, wheezing the juice, my name's David. Buddy. Ugh. Uh, my name's Sam and all you care about is nugs, chilling and grindage. And I'm Ross. Just hit me in the head with a rock over and over. Just like cavemen did. Just until I stop moving or thinking or talking about this movie. <laughs> so this week, uh, Ross will be killing himself on air. So stay tuned for that. Um, <laughs> we watched the 1992, um, not blockbuster quite, but financially successful film, um, Encino Man, uh, which was actually regionalised as California Man uh, in in outside of North America. Mm. Is Classic. Encino like a well-known con- uh, city in um, America? Because I don't, I've, I've never heard of Encino. I don't I think imagine so. that's the reason. Like um, it's, it's known to people like from that region, but like you know, because it, searching for this on Disney Plus was that it? Yes. Yeah. Search for this. Yes. I was like, okay, Dave said Encino. I'm search for that. Nope. And then I search for it. this is the annoying. So off, 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 off the blocks. <laughs> I'm, I'm already annoyed with this movie. In a bad mood. <laughs> yeah. My experience is not positive from the start. Dave's <laughs> giving me faulty information. So, no, no, because I, I searched in Sino Man, and then I searched... Okay, that didn't come up. Sam mentioned California, so I'll search search for that. So then I start searching California, C-A-L, and then results come up. What's the third result? Encino Man. <laughs> Why? Uh, <laughs> Why? Come on, Disney Plus. That's uh, shocking. Um, so, I think, in- I think it's a weird choice to have this, like... Encino Man is a reference to like the you know caveman cavemen we have found in ice mentioned in this movie, but like it's a weird choice to change the name internationally to California Man because like who cares? It's the name of the movie. <laughs> yeah, well, well, it's not that they don't I mean, make I... it clear. Like in the first minute of this movie, it's like Encino. Uh, yeah. There's a town sign, and you're like, oh, well, well obviously. No, that's... I, I, I think it's a good choice. I think it's a good choice for people who. Don't know what that means, but in this movie, California or Encino, um, uh, two guys find a frozen caveman in the backyard, and they, they thaw him down, introduce him to modern life, and and then he kind of like starts doing things, and that's pretty much the movie. Like there's 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 actually very little going on in this film, as much as the premise is interesting, and there's like an I there's a nugget of a of a. <laughs> Of a shrapnel of an idea in here. It sets you uh, up like, oh, shenanigans are going to be had. There will be no shenanigans. <laughs> this thought, caveman. All shenanigans have been cancelled <laughs> by this. We've by this sloppy. Script. And don't worry, shenanigans have been removed. Removed. Yeah, it's ah, it's just a weird movie. This is a weird film that again, it feels like it should work, and you've got bad. Sam, the word you're looking for, bad. This is a bad movie. This yes, is a bad film. Yes, but, Let's just hold you. We've got Brendan Fraser. We've got Sean Astin. We've got oh, Paulie Shaw. Oh God. Oh no. Oh dear. We've got Paulie Shaw in this as well, who's just abhorrent. I think is the word that I'm going to use to describe his his position in this movie. Well, I mean, I I, I said to you before, I can't decide. I mean, first of all, he, he's he's the most lively person, well, one of the most lively people in this movie. Him and Brendan Fraser, and I can't decide if I tolerate him. Or if I'm infuriated by him, because the, the verbiage and the, the vernacular he uses, I there was times I was struggling to comprehend what he's saying, and I'm like, this is either really like finger on the pulse, or knowing Hollywood, this is like how oh this is Hollywood execs going, this is how kids speak. See, that's uh, that's my Hollywood man impression <laughs> from the 1920s. <laughs> what you need to take from this listener is that coin. we we are really yeah, like really. In tune with what's going on now, you know, and what was also going on in 1992. <laughs> yeah, TikTok, Insta, yeah. Um, the 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 thing though that Paulie Shaw is 25 in this, so he's already he's already 10 years gone from where oh, I think from where he should be. I think so. Paulie Shaw. Um, we'll we'll talk about Paulie Shaw a bit more because I think we're we decided we're too young to have really like understand yeah. Paulie Shaw. But he he was in three or four movies after this. Like with an increasingly larger and larger age gap between you know the characters he's supposed to be playing and his actual age, um, but uh, f- given my uh, scant research, Paulie Shaw was like a a what's the word a VJ on um, on MTV v with a V 
Yeah, VJ. Yes. Um, <laughs> so which I, I gather, I guess, means like video jockey. Yes. Um, means. So he yep, was like a. I'm still with you, Dave. I'm just confused by it because it seems like it was, you know, 65 years ago, this sort of thing. I think, I think what we're missing again, because we, we kind of miss like the MTV thing, is how fucking big MTV was. <laughs> like, like that, that was a cultural phenomenon when there was nothing else to do. Oh, great. You've got cable TV. Fantastic. You now have, you know, you have 100 channels as opposed to four. Um, and then the internet came along and just shat all over that thing, and we just, you know, we developed culture after that point. I think is what happened in in the history books. Um, I I don't know. Looking at stuff moving online on, today, on, it's, on. Uh, it's, it's questionable. Jury's out. <laughs> hey, we've got prequel memes. I'm happy. I think that counts as counts as culture. But yeah, like this is relatively early on for his um, his TV career, isn't it? Like there's a bit more, but it, it doesn't seem to it, it doesn't. It doesn't seem to have lasted very long. It feels like the Paulie Shaw, Icarus, stick to hell, you know, and then, and then, and then just disappeared. And you know, based on this performance, thank you very much. It's almost like that. a, um, it's a meme in sort of like you know the inception of it is. Um, I don't really believe for a second that kids ever talked like Paulie Shaw talks in this movie. Uh, I'm not sure where he's getting it from, but, but it's case- like. In that case, I hate this guy. If if that's not how kids spoke, I fucking hate this guy. Continue. I don't with. think like people said. I, I'm struggling to think of an example, but baby, babehood is the is the, the sort of like peak. Um, you know how '90s movies and TV shows keep telling us that '90s kids spoke, and how, to my knowledge, they didn't. Um. It's a really weird yeah. performance. We haven't mentioned Paulie Shaw is playing a character called Stoney uh, in this movie, which uh, I believe is just all the information the directors, the writers had Felt on that needed. character. Yeah. It's like, name, Stoney, Finn. <laughs> yeah. Cool, I know what I'm working with. <laughs> yeah. I'm surprised they didn't just call him Paulie. You know, I think just that would have just been a lot more obvious. Everyone goes, oh, it's Paulie Shaw playing Paulie Which, If you look at his Wikipedia page, it's pretty much him playing himself. I choose like this in nine, thanks. Yeah, nine, 1992. And then if we just fast forward just a few short years to 1996, he's in Playboy, the best of Jenny McCarthy. Um, so I think he clearly, he clearly peaked at some point in that um, time period. Perhaps in 1995 is a goofy movie with Disney. So this, this, like, this is not the most story. Oh, I remember that of, movie. Of careers for um, an actor. Sean Astin, though. Let's talk about Sean Astin. Sean Astin's a weird sort of like a, a weird actor who feels very much like he's kind of um, what's the word? He's been in some really big, culturally huge films. So let's start by talking about the Goonies, which you know, <laughs> because I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I, I'm holding off Sam because I know you want to splurge. But in the Goonies, Sean Astin's character is so inconsequential to that story. He is the least interesting Goonie. He is doing probably the most average performance, and yet that movie, because of its stature, makes you think Sean Astin was a big deal. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of like the the middle point of his career, where he's kind of, you know, he's he's nearly a grown up, and and so he's he's kind of on that edge of, like, child actor slash actor. Yes, yes, and like I do, I do like him in this. Actually, I think he I think he has a pretty re- redeemable performance. It's he's doing everything that is the character needs him to do, and. Like that's not a lot to be honest. He is he is he's kind of a bit dull, isn't he? Really, the 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 the, the main character whose name I can't actually remember, which is how dull he is. But I know Ross, you you name felt is Dave, strongly. I think. Dave, no last name. That's ah, a terrible Dave. name. That's that is, an awful, I, 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 disgusting I name. That a bit. <laughs> I <laughs> I disagree. Uh, not with Dave, the name Dave being disgusting. I mean, the jury's out on that one. Uh, I disagree about the Sean Astin character. I think I think the protagonist in this movie is dislikable to a. To a large extent, I think he's a typical, typical, typical uh, nerdy like protagonist in a movie who 
Why don't girls like me? Uh, uh. Maybe Sean asked it. It's because you spend four hours every morning digging your pool and then you eat six bags of Doritos on your way to school and then you're rude to the, this woman. Maybe that's why she doesn't like you. What is the pool about? Uh, we're, we're, I want to circle back to that. because right, come on, we'll come back to the pool. <laughs> because, yeah. We'll come back to the pool. Yeah, but um, but I I, I completely I'm going to jump in and say I completely agree with Dave on this one. This is a rare occurrence where Dave and I side against Sam. This character, it, it's one of, it's the first time where I hated the guy you're supposed to be rooting for, and I hated him with a passion. And like Dave pointed out, the sheer goddamn entitlement this guy displays. I mean, at the start of the movie, you know, when they get to school. By the way, his friend. Fucking drives from the school. No thanks, whatever. Eating Doritos, like Dave says, on the back of the scooter. And then they're talking about... <laughs> no, like, helmet. Like, no helmet. No like, helmet. Rule, num- rule on number top. one. Rule number one, kids. If you've got a crush on a girl, like, I, I guess, grooming Don't is important. Don't Cheeto dust on your top. <laughs> yeah, <everybody>. exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna defend this, um, you know, rather incelly guy. This isn't the hill today on Sam. Trust me. <laughs> no, no. But what Sam, I'm gonna say, these I words think... will come back to haunt you should you ever run for political office. <laughs> <laughs> Sam. Yes, yeah, so in a couple of years that will be a problem. Um, I, I do. I, I am gonna defend him that, like, being a pathetic fifteen-year-old. Imagine, imagine. If I could just, you know, like embody that for a moment, uh, <laughs> I know it'll be a struggle for you, Sam, because you were such uh, the jock. <laughs> well, Physical dude, he's halfway there. He's pathetic. <laughs> no longer a teenager, but I, I, do, I do think like that infatuation. I, I read it more as infatuation with the girl. I didn't feel like he was, he was, he was entitled because oh. he's a loser. Like he doesn't, he doesn't seem to be that he'd have any cachet to be entitled. Excellent. Can I jump um, in here then, Sam? Just. Uh, because you don't think he's being entitled. You just think it's regular teenage stuff. Cool. So um, when they get off the scooter and they're talking about this love interest and basically the conversation they have between one another is where he says that, oh, he could have had her at the beginning of high school, but, and I quote here, she hadn't entered babehood yet. So he knows he <laughs> could Paulie have... Did Paulie Shaw say that? Or did, or did He said that. He said, he, said that. he doesn't say she hasn't entered okay. babehood. That's something Paulie Shaw says. He says yes. something like she wasn't good looking. So, like, the objectification of women, in the, and obviously it's the 90s, but, like, that shouldn't be an excuse. Did it right. Like, He's a teenager. He's a teenage boy. No, like, no, that's all fine, Sam. All of that is build-up is fine, but there's never any moment where Sean Astin realises that this woman is a person. That is like, true. She, well, the movie. She gives him what he wants the movie. Because, yeah, the, that, because the script <clears throat> demands that we have an ending to this movie, so she kisses him. And then I presume moves away and ghosts him because that was easy to do in 1992. Also, mm-hmm. you know, and then later on he's got a picture of him and this, you know, the the love interest, um, in the bathtub together when they were kids, and he's just carrying that fucking around. With, <laughs> that, that's a conversation that? starter. Step like, two to step two to red flag um, making red flag a woman right be interested in you in high school. Um, Here's you naked as a child. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here's the two of us in the bath. What do you think of that? <laughs> Don't do that. I'm going to leave the room yeah. now. Oh, here's your mum oh. wiping my ass. Um, no, <laughs> not not really like a not really like a shortcut to a woman's heart as a rule. All right, all right. I'll, I'll I will I will no longer fight for the sake of my future political career uh, on this hill. I, let's. But Sean Astin, though, generally though, generally I love Sean Astin. I think he. I mean, the actor. Is, sure, sure. This character is a piece of shit. Yeah. Right. Right. But like him. Him in. Um, Fifty uh, first dates, where again he's kind. It's, it's, <laughs> well, that's it's, a different role to this. Now, Sam, you you are picking some. <laughs> I'm 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 getting somewhere, but I think like it's a similar type of thing where, and that was obviously after Rings, but there's there's a there's a question. Yes, he was in the Ring like, movies, as as we all know. Yeah, as there's a question of. Okay, sure. Okay, Sean. I mean, I, I mean, yeah. I kind of, I like. It's an interesting role. I understand. You know, I mean, maybe. And you've got all the money, you know, in the world that you could possibly want. Yeah. I don't know why you do this to yourself. But okay, that's fine. You know, this, like. Any debts we should guess. know about, Sean? Any, any drug habits? <laughs> We're just here to help. We're just here. Do to you help. owe money in to the fa- mall? In fairness to Sean Astin. In fairness to Sean Astin. And again, let's not worry about Sean Astin. He's got a lot of the rings. Money is fine. But the guy's been an actor since he was like six. So I feel like that's yeah. just that's just then what you do. You go out and you get acting jobs because you're an yeah. actor. And he has been a lot since. Um, you know, I think he's been doing yeah. like TV uh, voice work and stuff. He was in. Uh, he was in Stranger Things in the first yeah. season, a second oh. season perhaps. He's pretty good in that actually. 
but like a, as like a fat like nerdy guy in his forties. In his forties, yeah. though, the basically the same me, character. The embarrassing thing for me is, is because I recognise him from Fifty First Dates, but it's only when you guys started talking. I was like, "Oh shit, he's in Lord of the Rings." <laughs> Master Frodo, Master know, Frodo, that. help me dig my pool. Well, the thing is, Dave. I mean, it doesn't sound like I should help me dig. Dave, can I, can I just, can I just put, can I just interrupt this to just place a motion on the record that we remove Ross from the podcast for not? Oh, because I haven't. Yeah. The thing, yeah, for our listeners, I am not a fan Second. of the Lord of the Rings. I tried watching the first movie twice and fell asleep. So then that was my run-in with that movie series. Apologies, guys. No, what we should do, Sam, though, is publicly shame him for it. See that would require me having shame, so <laughs> no, that would yeah, and well, any maybe, public no, standing no, no, I, for I, us to erode, I suppose, Ross. I know what we can yeah. do, and when when because we've got a plan that when we meet, we're going to watch Lord of the Rings, we're going to do podcast for you know every film, or we're going to make Ross do it with us, and that's going to be great. That's going to be so much. I'm fun. open to it. <laughs> you fall asleep after twenty minutes. <laughs> that's, that's the first the movie. It's going to be like Clockwork Orange. We like keeping the things open, drops in my eyes. <laughs> Oh, I will. Cl- I've been wanting to clockwork orange someone for so long. Any excuse, yeah. you know. Uh, anyway, to get us back on track, uh, let's talk <clears throat> about our remaining cast member, Brendan Fraser. Uh, uh, I actually momentarily forgot that he was in this film. <laughs> uh, it's because he has like three lines, maybe. Being generous. Um, what? Uh, um, <laughs> mm, mm. Brendan Fraser, who's an actor that I think generally is like, in in his relatively short career, and obviously there's lots of horrible stuff that on the background of that, but like he's really good at what he does, I think, and and in this playing a caveman with almost as you say no lines, no real motivation, nothing to do, yeah, just lots of facial expressions and eating weird things like that is pretty much what he's doing, and he does that I think really well. He's really in shape. Uh, I'll give him the, that. The, there's a point as well where he's doing that a lot. They're doing that a lot at the start. Some, you know, funny faces, like I said, eating weird things. Oh, this is you don't do that. Normal people don't do that. And then, and that's all fine. You know, that's expected. And okay, you have a little fun with it. But then there's a point where they've essentially, you know, I don't know what the word is, tamed him or gentrified him. And then they're in the, they're in that Mexican bar. That's in the Mexican bar where he begins dancing. And he finds this, you know, this is after he's learned sort of how to speak and interact with people. And he just drinks a bowl of salsa. And like, he just, like, if they just crowbar in a certain point. like, don't forget, he doesn't do what you think he's going to do. <laughs> Enjoy. Uh, it's a weird performance. And I think it's like, did, did you guys see George of the Jungle? Yes, loved it. Um, loved it. Well, fuck it. All loved right, it. Ross. When I was a fucking child. hell. When Ross I was doesn't like Lord of the Rings, but he Let loves me. George of the Jungle. Lord of the Rings, Let trash. George of the Jungle. For the record, when I was a child, I loved George of the Jungle. Multiple Academy Award winning movie. George of the Jungle, that's it. Put it on. <laughs> Sam's going to edit that out. <laughs> I feel sorry for your son. Honestly. Anyway, in George of the Jungle, we, uh, do you remember when we did Just Friends? We talked about Anna Faris being up for anything. Uh, Brendan Fraser really strikes me as that, like that same like um, <laughs> caliber of actor. Where like a director's like, um, oh Brendan, we were just wondering, like, would you um, get down on the floor and um, and and eat from the dog bowl? He's like, oh yeah, great, fantastic, yeah. So we're, I'm going to be eating dog food, and they're like, oh well, no, we maybe just put some something else in there. Like, no, I'll eat the dog food. I'll do it. I'm already doing it. Like, do you know what he's, I mean? He's just up for anything. Yeah. He's a solid nine on the Farris scale, isn't he? <laughs> you know. <laughs> That's, like, that's that's where he is. So just like, yeah, I'll do that. You know, I think there's maybe a line that we um we wouldn't cross. Maybe nudity is where is where we're gonna is where we maybe say mm, I'm not sure I'm gonna do that. You get some Brendan Fraser butt cheeks in this movie. Like he's wearing mm. that loincloth that's like a when he's looking know, over the city. And he's yeah, you get you see a lot. It's not quite Stallone levels so in Demolition so, Man, but so much so that you see where obviously where you know the makeup team are like painted on you know the mud on him, and you see the cutoff point. And like when he when he fucking squats, you know, ah, they didn't they didn't anticipate that they didn't anticipate that. Guys, sloppy. you need to get right up in there. You need to really get in there with that makeup, <laughs> all the way up to the elbow. You know, just <laughs> right right to the tint. Um, um, but he so, is, he is so, fun, and I kind of like some aspects of his performance in this. And the bits I like is when we just get like like the salsa scene. Like it's not it doesn't fit with what's going on otherwise but like it's a fun scene like brendan just 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 eat this and pretend Ooh. it's like chili sauce and he's like fun's right, a strong don't... word 
Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But the yeah. Well, I guess let's go to let's go to what the cat the character in a, in a minute, and let's just finally talk about. I think maybe with Megan Ward who plays Robin Sweeney again. She's given very very little to do, but there's also the kind of uh, antagonist. Sorry, the um, Matt Wilson who is played by Michael DeLuise. The only reason I kind of bring him up because he doesn't really have a lot to do. Not that interesting, <laughs> but. He is, he is, you'll know that meme, you'll know that meme of um, Sean Astin, like, smiling and waving at the pretty girl, and then, and then Michael <laughs> DeLuise is coming in, like, from the, you know, at, completely mm. out of frame and shaking. <laughs> and not until I watch this movie do I go, oh, that's where that's from. So sure. he's sure. kind of meme famous, which is, you know, worth nothing. This is a, no this is a rich that. seam of memes. From 1992, it really is like a. Is it? Yeah. There's no movie in here, Ross, but you could clip almost every scene and make it into a meme. Uh, Brendan yeah. Fraser doing things, yeah, like <laughs> drinking the salsa would be would be a good meme. I would I would share that on WhatsApp, indeed. What? Um, let's talk about. Let's the talk movie about then. the pool. Let's talk about say, the before pool. we talk about the movie. Let's circle back to the pool. Right. Well, that's the starting point, isn't it? So that's the first shot of the film. We see this like. This uh, crane shot of you know nice houses and everything's pretty and lovely. It's in California, and then we go to this Encino, which is uh, it, which yeah, is in we California. Get this, okay, <laughs> yeah. fine. Jesus Christ, fucking pens. Geography we cast. Get to, <laughs> yeah, let's we get to this shithole of a garden that is, and, and Sean Aston is sitting there with the tiniest shovel in the world, <laughs> just very just shoveling off a little bit. Also, of and it must be really tiny because Sean Aston's only about four foot two. Also, it's really obvious he never held a shovel in his fucking life. <laughs> the way he's taking that off. <laughs> and so, like, the question, question number one is, question number one, why is he digging the pool? Why is he digging the pool? Now, I, I granted this, you know, I was watching this over a couple of days. I may have missed the bit, the he scene where he... did miss oh. that scene. So, right, so, tell me. The reason he's digging the pool, and I don't want you to interrupt me because I just want to get through this. And trust me when okay, I say the characters believe what I'm about to say yes, is yes. reality. He is digging the pool because he thinks if he has a pool, they can have a pool party and he will be popular. Um, and that's So that's the thing. Him, him and Stoney think, if well, he thinks if he digs this pool, all the kids are going to come to his dirt pool and <laughs> his, his pit full of mud. And he's going to be suddenly be really, really popular. There are like two weeks left of school, but he's going to be so fucking popular. Two things, right? Number one, um, the logic he has, I mean, obviously it's movie logic, but yeah, it's straightforward. Yes, okay, I get that. You know, people like pools, you have a pool, have a pool party, popular. Cool, I can follow that logic. Flawed as it is, I can follow it. The second thing, like you mentioned, Dave, is that people are going to come to his dirt pool. Like, So I was, I, me and my, you know, stupid fucking thought process, I thought, he's going to dig the hole, and then, you know, someone's going to tile it, at least. Or he's going to tile it. Nope. <laughs> because then at the end of the movie, there's a pool party, and everyone's just in this fucking hole in the ground. Getting sepsis because he busts the mains. <laughs> I like I like how there's there's in in your logic, Ross. There's a, a pool um, construction company that will only come once you've done when you dug the hole. Yeah. Well, to cut costs, you see, Sam. Yeah, and like, well, yeah, well, we can save you. We can save you four hundred quid. Dig the hole. Oh, what if I dig the hole? Well, then you save yourself a couple of hundred dollars. <laughs> Sold. <laughs> It is. It is. I mean, it, like, I guess, yeah. So it, there is. There is like an interesting element of an idea of like this. This guy wants to attract friends and whatever else, to and be they honest, do pay it off at the end, which is uh, okay. Cool. You didn't forget about your fine, idea halfway through. Like, I think part of it is if you don't. If you don't literally live in California, the idea of wanting to dig a pool in your back garden <laughs> is really. Like, can you imagine? Like in in Northern England or an island where you're from, like. Oh, I'll just dig a pool in the garden. Right, well, that'd be a great load of use well, one, we afternoon, lake, one like afternoon a, a year. Ten-minute walk from our house, so we, yeah. just, we just go to the lake. But it's full of aggressive yeah. ducks and geese. Oh, yeah, geese don't are want that. <laughs> I suppose, I suppose, and this perhaps comes to some things we can fix later on, but it's, it's how they need to get him to find Brendan Fraser, because that's what mm. happens is that... You know, middle, middle, middle. He finds the the caveman frozen in ice somehow. 
because I'm not really sure. Because I mean, he's less than six foot underground. <laughs> so yeah. and it's California. Think, it's fucking California. <laughs> but they do they do set it up. They do set it up by saying in that there's a the uh, teacher glaciers underground or some shit like that. Yes. Yeah. So they do. And again, like let's give the movie a little bit of credit to to just try and like they 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 try and set it up in a way that you go, oh, right, I see what they've done, you know. Whereas I think actually a stronger position would be just to just to say, there's a caveman. Like, don't ask how. Don't Accept ask how it. it happens. There's a lightning storm and now you have a caveman. Go with it. <laughs> that would legitimately be better than what they do in this movie. Far better. We've used lightning storm before, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 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 well, that's, uh, that's my go-to, Sam. The, te- <laughs> the teacher, by the way, uh, is played by Rick Ducommon, uh, who... Is of uh, Groundhog Day fame. He plays one of the barflies in Groundhog Day. Oh, yes. And, and, previous episode, he plays the limo driver in Blank Check. Oh, my God. Unreleased, uh, lost episode of Blank Check. I remember that, yeah. Yeah. So, yes, I couldn't remember who he was. Nobody. He's the drunk. He's nobody. <laughs> he's been in four but- movies, and I've just told you them. Yeah. But I do like him in this. I do think he's. I like. I like confident teachers in in movies. You know, mm. he's not taking any shit. He's telling the cool dude. Does that classic you know, thing as well of starting a sentence, pointing at a student, finish yes. it. I, I mean, yeah, and they finish. Yep. Yeah, okay. Okay. Because of glaciers. Well done. Yes, glaciers. You remembered. Yeah. 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 So yeah. in this particular scene, someone remembered what it was like to be in high school. Someone remembered what Yeah, but like, like props to this teacher still teaching these kids when they're about to leave school forever in a week. Well, they need to know about glaciers. It's prom in two days. Prom in two days, and this teacher's still trying to teach. And they yeah. have a field trip. What? What school is this? Yeah, yeah. So they find they find the caveman, and then it does take quite a while to get there, though, doesn't it? You know, before there's there's quite a gap between. Um, introducing the characters, they find they're in school for a bit. Then they 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 find the caveman. He's frozen, and then he's in the garage, and eventually he thaws out. And like we just, I just feel like there's a long. I feel there's a long time between here's getting the movie and give us the caveman because that's what we're here. We're here to see caveman antics. Here's another thing, and this is an overarching sort of theme in this movie: is the whole fucking. The lack of effort that or thought that went into this movie, and what really annoyed me was, uh, like you've said, Sam, they dig up the caveman. He's in a block of ice. They bring him to the garage, somehow with with the engine of a like a you know the the sit on lawnmowers that's able to drag it. That's got the power with, with a pivot. Thing. There's yeah, some like, serious like engineering wind going on in the back of this. Somebody <laughs> sat down and had to like design this set. And it's for one shot, and it's so like, why bother? Why aren't we just in the garage with the ice? This is the thing: if you're going to show this such this detail as well, you better think it through. Because I'm thinking, okay, well, if if that's powerful enough to lift it up, they still have to get into the garage. How are you going to do that? Because that lawnmower isn't fucking dragging it. I'll tell you that for now. Anyway, they get into the garage, right? And they set up these heaters. Then they go to school, having school, and then you know, while they're at school, you see that you know he's being thawed out. They get back like, oh. He's thawed. Well, yes. You left the heaters on. <laughs> In you California as well. It's already hot. You caused this. And then you're shocked when the thing you did happens. Yeah. That annoyed me. Um, so here's the next logical, like, misstep of the movie where nothing, no thought processes make sense. So we've had the pool. Sean Astin is obviously a very troubled, stupid child. Um, <laughs> but then it's like a we have a, a several scenes where Sean Astin tries to convince Stoney that having a caveman will make them popular. Yeah, yes, and yes. like I'm still what? How? Like the, name that, one yeah. fucking reason that having a caveman would make you popular. And if you can, that's great. But then that's not what the movie does. Yep. The, the also the, the more the more annoying thing about that as well is they actually. Some of the things he lists is like, oh, you know, we can be popular. Oh, money. And I, yes, you can get money for this. This is an incredible discovery. They do nothing to, to fucking get money. <laughs> they do nothing for that. Which is, by the way, the whole reason um, Stoney fucking agreed to, to be an accomplice to this for the money. He forgets about that. And it's all about friendship now. Okay. No, it's not even yeah. all about the money, Ross. Because it's like, it's like, oh yeah, the money's great. But then surely part of getting the money is telling somebody yeah. that this guy's a caveman. You mean surely doing there should be some, like, something, Dave. Surely yeah. there should be some plot on the other end where they're like, right, we've got to get to this place to show this guy this caveman yeah. and he can get our money. 
In the- dear, dear Smithsonian, um, I thought you might be interested in this. Well, I mean, I've got a caveman. I mean, don't ask how. Don't yeah. ask how. And yes, it is genuine. Just just before you question that, like, I think I think the um, I know you're going to ask for proof as well, Smithsonian. So I've attached to this letter some Polaroids. So there you are, hundred yeah. percent proof. Not a guy in makeup. Honest, honest. But the the, the there's a, there's another thing as well in in like. Just do do we think that the basic mechanics of this guy's frozen and he's still alive works? Because because all of these because because if you think about that, that's obviously not how things happen. Yeah, you can be frozen and then die, and you're still dead at the end of it. <laughs> I think if the movie if the movie wasn't so like obsessed with all of the details to get to this point, but also completely misses a heck of a lot of other stuff as well. Like there's just there's no they don't laser focus in. And explain it to us in minute detail and say, well, because of the way that the ice was frozen and because of blah, 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 they don't do any of that. And also, they don't say... Sam, this movie doesn't understand how pools work. It certainly doesn't understand how cryogenic freezing might work. Exactly. So, because because the movie never bothers either to just move past it and hang a lantern on it, which is a a good filmmaking technique, where someone says, "How how is he even alive? And they go, I don't know. Like that yeah. will be enough. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry you know, about to, it. But he doesn't do any of that. So the whole time I'm going. So is he? So he is alive. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm I'm thinking this as the movie's happening and I'm missing things because I'm having to. Oh, yeah. and it sounds like you've been doing a lot of that as well, Ross. Well, like, honestly, every, what is every scene? What is the CC of that of that lawnmower? Because there's no way if that's a if that's a half a liter engine. There's no way there's that's the, going. Like, come on, it's a fucking it's a block of ice. The guy himself says, "Oh, that weighs a ton." Honestly, it's like if you're going to the effort to show it, oh, this is how we lifted it up. Okay, smartass. How'd you get into the fucking garage then? Tell me that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you prick. It's a, it, it's it's a lot in the first you know li- little bit of this before we even meet the fucking caveman. There's a lot of like, honestly, it feels like it feels like a bit like in, in this world. Uh, uh, Dave would have been better off just ignoring the caveman. It's like, right, let's get this pool filled. Let's get this tiled. Because <laughs> you know what he would have been better off doing, Ross? Having a shower, combing his hair, brushing his teeth, getting the having, fu- a, having a conversation with this girl. Not eating Doritos for fucking breakfast for a start. <laughs> After spending cunt. several hours digging in the bottom of a pit <laughs> before school. They, someone does say to Paulie Short, oh, you smell. <laughs> like, I'll tell you what Paulie Short smells of as well. This guy stinks of weed the entire time. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah, um, yeah. So, but I, what I will say, though, I actually enjoyed this part of the movie <laughs> way more wow. than the rest of it. As soon as, as soon as like, Brendan Fraser is alive and, you know, in a bath... And and the, and the moment that it really just I really soured for me was when he's watching the telly and dancing to MTV or whatever he was doing, like and it 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 really it really hit me that this is the direction they're gonna go. They're not going to try and integrate this character into the 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 world that he's existed in because this is a fish out of water movie, isn't it? Fundamentally, that's what the movie's about, and they just. They just don't care about that. They just don't care about what would happen if a caveman was in modern times. They don't bother to explore it, and yeah. I think that's a real problem. But, but it's supposed to be the whole premise of the fucking movie, and it should be a fun premise. Yes. This yes. is supposed to be... No, that's well, not the story you want to tell. Then why are you setting that story up? But I think they obviously like... I say obviously... Realistically, right? So a caveman D for us. Let's let's accept all of that. Let's accept that Sean Astin thinks it's gonna make him money or popular or whatever. Like what, the poor Brendan the Fraser caveman, because neither worked out that way. <laughs> I know, I know, but let's right, we're at the point the caveman's woken up. Let's assume all the science checks out, right? <laughs> right? That's a big Sean Astin Sean Astin comes in, this caveman rips his fucking throat out because that's what cavemen do to protect themselves. Yes. Exactly. End exactly. of the movie. Then yeah. it's fucking Stony trying to hide hide Sean Astin's body because this caveman has ripped his throat out and that's not a good defence to the police it's a very different movie you know yep yeah eating his fucking thigh <laughs> ripping yeah. flesh from it Paulie's Paulie's got to try and throw this caveman into Mount Doom and you know make friends along the way like that's the why couldn't the eagles just have flown him there 
from the start, this is jokes you'd get if you yeah, were I was gonna say, Ross, Ross. This is a reference you'd understand if you'd watched the Lord of the Rings movies. Uh, I don't feel like I'm missing out, don't worry. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I just and it's it, it's just frustrating. So another example of a good fish out of water movie with almost the exact same premise is um, just arrived. I think is it jo- uh, uh, John Reno? I have and not seen he, it. It's you know what? It's a fun. It's a fun crap movie. Um, I'm just trying to find it now because well, I have sure. an also very similar premise movie that I'm ready to talk about, uh, which is even closer to this. With the difference being that it's aliens. It's called Earth right. Girls Are Easy, and it's yes. um, these oh. these aliens crash land in these girls' pool outside the back of the house. Uh, they have the same montage where they shave them and like get get them dressed, and it's a, one of them is played by Jeff Goldblum, um, and it's basically the exact same premise of like, oh, there's these aliens, we've got to take them to school or like take them out to the mall or whatever. But it's done, and I, I am not going to bat for this movie. I want to make that absolutely <laughs> clear because I haven't seen it in 20 years. But, um, like, the premise is just a lot less shaky. Like, there's a reason. Yes, of course, we've got to hide these aliens because they're aliens, you know? Oh, no, they've crashed into the back garden. We've got to hide that. And there's, do you know what I mean? There's an actual, like, a reason for all of the all of the lying. Whereas in this movie, like, there's no reason why Brendan Fraser's at school with them like why they're pretending he's an exchange student like what anyone hopes to get out of the situation except brendan fraser who's obviously after three square meals and a, sl- yeah. and a place to sleep you know and to me it's nothing yeah oh he oh, he fucking oh. tries that my lord it with was. children with a bunch of fucking teenagers as well which is just weird as shit the, sorry the film that i was talking about is actually called just visiting which is a, a remake of a french movie um absolute box office flop from 2001 but it sounds so good well no it it is it is kind of fun it is kind of fun in that you've got your night your 12th century night in new york you know like Mm -hmm. there's your elevator pitch there's there's your essence of what the movie is you go oh that'd be fun i can imagine funny situations resulting from this and blah 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 (laughs) i can imagine lots of people's throats being cut out yeah (laughs) yeah but 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 these your example as well but they're, they're both they're both at least accept the premise of the film that they're in, and that's what this film doesn't do. This film is trying to merge like an '80s stoner bro comedy with, <laughs> like, which is fine. With mad you, know, you, could have, you could have you could have these guys cruising around doing cruisy funny things, but they never really invest in that either. And then you could have your more straight laced. Let's let's watch this man have an absolute fucking mental breakdown when he sees a car. Because he does not understand what it is, and they have a little reference to that when he sees the 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 bin lorry, and he thinks it's an elephant. They've got some cool elephant noises. Mm. I kind of like that. But otherwise, there's no there's no effort transporting it's all this very fish surface into level, the desert it? and like, seeing what happens. It's like, what do you know about cavemen? Oh, they do cave paintings, so they get back to the house and he's painted on, presumably oh, with his own yeah. feces, on all <laughs> the televisions and the windows and stuff of like, he's doing, and he's doing cave paintings and ketchup and things for like the entire movie and it's like, <laughs> Microsoft I'm fairly sure hunter-gatherers spent most of their time hunter-gathering, not fucking like making cave paintings and mooning after women. All he did is drawing boobs. He's drawing breasts this entire movie. No, it's... It's god-awful. Yeah. Yeah, Segwaying it's not, it's not into um, the the other weird thing, which is that, like... Oh no, it's quite reasonable, I suppose. All these teenage girls are like, wow, that's a hot dude, I suppose, because, you know, Brendan Fraser in 1992 was a, a good-looking man, even in this wig. Um, keeping your pants, Dave. <laughs> hey, just just fair fair play. No, I'm with you, Dave. Um, yeah, and you have the friend. You have the friend Ella, played by uh, Robin Tunney, who is like she's not in much of this, but that's like an actor who um, she was in uh, Prison Break for the entire run uh, more recently. But she's got like a good like teen comedy uh, career, uh, and she is fucking gagging for this guy this entire movie. <laughs> isn't isn't she? She's like. I really want to fuck that guy. And she says it so much and so often. Wow. It's bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> Never but again, but again in that... It's a term! It's done in that... <laughs> it's done in that way, though, that it's not like... Again, if if, if they... I think you could probably... If you turned everything up to 11 in this movie, you'd have more fun with it. You'd have Team Whereas Wolf. none... Exactly. That's the film I was thinking. It was like you could have Team Wolf where everything is so weird and silly. 
And it's like they almost compartmentalise the weirdness and silliness to Paulie Shaw's character and to the the caveman and maybe a little bit Matt, the, the antagonist. Like, they're the only ones who really know what's going on. They're the only ones who kind of know that they're in a movie, whereas everyone else is just floating around doing their boring thing. And 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 you just you just waiting you're waiting for the all of it to collide together, almost like a farcical nature, and it just never does that. There are about six di- there are about six different movies going on within this movie, Sam, and like none of them is this movie. My favourite one is probably um, the bad guy uh, Matt, played by Michael uh, Deloise. Uh, he's in this he's in this movie where he's trying to like he's trying to out these nerds with their like nefarious plan. Uh, and we get like that weird scene which feels like it should have been cut where him and his mates break into the school to look at the records and the records for this foreign exchange student are like a vet like a, a dog's a vet like, report yeah yeah and it's like what what <laughs> and it's not relevant because he goes to the prom and he says it's a caveman and everyone's like dude who cares <laughs> <laughs> but, but but yeah and then it, it suggests that the students don't believe him, and he's like, "No, look, I've got pictures." And they're like, "Oh, cool." And like, and then like you like you said, that's it done with. That's the reveal done. You know what I mean? Like, it's you, the sort of thing. It's the sort of thing where it was like, if it was this exchange student isn't an exchange student at all, blah blah blah. There should be some like bomb to drop that this guy has, yeah. but like he's a caveman. It's just like, and that's interesting because. Even the characters in this movie don't find the premise interesting. They're, they're bored by this. <laughs> yeah. Plot. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, buddy. Like this. Buddy. <laughs> I was Ugh. expecting this to be the whole. You know. You know. Dave often calls it the all is lost moment, where, you know, the love interest is like, oh, how could you keep this from me? You're a caveman. <laughs> she runs off. It's the it's the ET moment. Was what I was thinking, Ross. You know, like the the government are going to come and get him if anyone knows he's a caveman. Hmm. Well, let's talk about what what we want to do to fix this, then, oh. because there are there for me. There's a few things that we. <laughs> I know <could> Ross's. <laughs> well, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. So let's do this. Let's take it in turns. So who wants to go first? You go first, Ross. Fucking take a can of petrol and just burn this fucking thing. Yep, match like, <laughs> was what I was going to say. <laughs> you know, um, but what I mean, <laughs> genuinely. But what I'm saying is, go on. I think, yeah, go. On. <laughs> I'm listening, but I, I just think that the, that some of the like pure basic fundamentals on this are so broken and neglected that you need to take it back to basics. First of all, plot. Let's get a proper plot in there. Why he wants to do this? Why the caveman thing is good? Okay, they set it up. Okay, so let's follow through in some of that and let's have that tie in then with the love of interest. Another thing then is you know let's improve the character, Dave, because. As Sam has been convinced at the beginning of this episode, he's such a piece of shit. And the guy, and you know, the Dave on this episode is a piece of shit. So it's a recurring thing. Maybe change the name. I don't know. Maybe that'll do it. Um, another thing then is fucking Stony. I thought, again, I remember saying, I don't know if he's really good, like tolerable, or if he's just nine. He's annoying, so get rid of him. Um, let's see, where else? I've made a couple of notes. Um, yeah, um, the, the, I, we, we've only touched on this, but... I was surprised by how sexual this movie was about the kids that are in high school. <laughs> <laughs> and I get it's a teen movie and, you know, b- boys are horny, girls are horny too. I, I get it. How did this... <laughs> Go on, the, there's a There's a shot. There's a shot where Matt is literally grabbing like her ass. fucking handful of this girl's ass. Who is... I, I think she, you know, she's not a child, mm. but she's supposed to be a child. She's portraying like, a child. And we we are getting this just handful of 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 this girl of this ch- ch- this children's ass. You know, what I mean, it's just it's just weird. His finger was nearly brown. That's what I'm going to say. I bug fucking hell, Ross. I thought I'd put enough finer point on that for you, Ross. That you haven't done that. I just need a bit more. Thanks. Just, uh, he just a also, bit more class. in the in the Mexican uh, bar scene, the Latina bar scene, uh, he picks up a woman and like carries her off. Yeah. Yes. And so, well, so between those two points that Sam and David are discussing, there's also a point where, when, <clears throat> uh, when Brendan Fraser first sees uh, Robin Tony's character Ella, and basically does this big flip like Laura Croft from the first PS One game off a balcony, lands two stories down, 
and next thing sees her like an helicopter <laughs> and like like in her face like an inch from her nose and she's like it. I said Ross literal literal sexual predator that this is, man is yeah. a literal prehistoric predator for sex <laughs> yeah so yeah I think just a bit too maybe I'm just an old man I'm like oh this is much too sexual <laughs> also <laughs> also was, yes yeah but probably that might be some of it but I was I was surprised especially because it's a 90s movie for teens so usually it's a bit you know it's a bit dialed down a little bit you know there's there's hints towards you know sexual oh you know I need to get laid or something but you don't Fucking show them round in the third base, you know. I think the um, I think the big different difference, Ross, is this isn't a sex comedy. This isn't yes, American yes, Pie. Yeah. Obviously, that came later, but this isn't an American Pie Porky's type movie. This mm-hmm. isn't a we're desperate to get laid movie. That's exactly. not the premise. So it, all of it feels quite like out of place. You know, obviously Sean Astin isn't involved in any of these sexual encounters, but like it feels quite like Brendan Fraser's character is just trying to fuck all these women, and it's a mm. bit like. Well, while yes, I do believe that, like you know, a caveman, a caveman would, that, yeah. would probably do some of that. Um, I also pull, believe if we're going to pull on that thread, out. exactly. You can't fucking also... put a magnifying glass on that. Yeah, <laughs> he'd also spear you in the fucking throat. So maybe, maybe there's some liberties we can take. Um, so yeah, so to uh, to summarize, sort of the protagonist, introduce a fucking plot, stop sexualizing everyone under eighteen. Um, and uh, a bit of continuity. So yeah, that's how I'd fix it, guys. Over to you, Dave. Sweet. Uh, well, I think there's a movie to be saved here. I think, for me, the biggest problem comes back to the script. The the premise, I think, is even workable. But, much like in anything else, you are, you need this. They need you need them to acquire this caveman illegally. I know that sounds stupid, but you need there to be like a... They sneak into their neighbour's... Or they, you know, say Sean Astin has got like a, you know, a part-time job at a museum or something, and him and his and him and mm. Stony, yes. like they accidentally defrost the the caveman from like storage, and then they, that's why they have to then hide the caveman because they're like, oh fuck, this is a caveman, we're gonna get in so much trouble, and they then, run him over, and then that and he's escaping from a from a thing, anything that anything explains that just how give. like thunderstorm, thunderstorm. <laughs> But that explains how they kind of like why they need to pretend he's a foreign exchange student. Yes. And then you need to have like put. Can we have an arc for these characters? Because Sean Astin sort of has an arc, which is he wants to have this kick-ass pool and be really popular and have sex with this girl that he's obsessed with. So deep. I I know. And by the end of the film, um, (laughs) he fills the pool with water to achieve his ends he literally fills the pools of wall pool with water in a build it and they will come moment everyone from the prom comes to <laughs> his house with his mud pool to have a party i've got and a sneaking suspicion that that's not water that he just busted mains pipe and like sewage is just seeping <laughs> oh, oh yeah so much gravel <laughs> it's all wet it's all fine um and and so his arc in the movie as it is it's kind of like a You've done nothing of any value apart from being a dick to your friend, being a dick to this caveman, and like really ineptly hiding this caveman. And then you're rewarded for that by you basically ring this girl and demand she goes to prom with you. She says, no, I just, I just don't want to, which is totally legitimate. And then you're rewarded at the end of the movie when she's like pity kissing you. Like, that's not an arc. That's a, this guy grows up being a complete piece of shit. What you Nail need, on the fucking head, what you Nail need, on the head. what you need is even with the moment where he tries to send um, send the caveman away. What you need is kind of like a, a a a redemption for this character, where like he becomes a prick and it and he's desperate to be popular and he's desperate to like you know have all the things that he thinks he wants. And you need a scene in this uh, in the end of this movie where he realizes that like he's bonded with this caveman you need an et moment where like he doesn't want to lose the caveman he doesn't want the caveman to be cut up by the government um which is silly as it sounds but like you kind of need that emotional point yeah. and there's lots of ways you could do it um you will notice i haven't really mentioned the stony character in this because he should be a sidekick who's in the occasional scene and not like you know a presenter and star of his own not, sketch not- comedy show within this movie not shoving Sean Aston out of the way. So, oh, I'm back, guys. I'm here. I'm poorly sure how are we do it. Like he's he's so aggressively just in your face, isn't he? Yeah, and um, and you know, I think Sean Aston's a a good enough actor to like pull that around. 
I just think it's a shame that obviously whoever was driving this bus did not have a license. <clears throat> or eyes. Yeah, I think I think both of your fixes and they they work quite well together actually, don't they? In terms of like combining. In terms of Ross's um, burn the script and my rewrite the script entirely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah burn the yeah. script. Write a new script. <laughs> <laughs> it's a different movie. It's a real step There's one, no step two thing. <laughs> I will say I really I really like Brendan Fraser. I want I wish there were more more Brendan Fraser roles. I think Sean Astin is serviceable. I think there's a character to be had in this teacher character. Uh, I think Tony and the woman who plays the main girl are also pretty good. Uh, you've got Rose McGowan kicking around in the background of this movie. Like maybe give her a character. You know, there's lots of yeah. stuff you could do. There's, I think so. Brendan Fraser. I think this is the biggest problem: is that they never really develop his character. Like, mm. they they never have him. They, he learns a little bit of Spanish. He learns a little bit of English. Like, there's there's kind of there's bits and bobs in there, but he's not really actually the most important character in the movie. And that's what that's the the biggest change that I would make to this movie as it is. Is just like let's have him have some kind of arc and some kind of. Um, eventual resolution and they never bother they never bother to really make us care about what happened what's going to happen to this guy at the end like when Sean Astin is trying to send him off like like Harry in the Henderson's style <laughs> you know get out get away we don't want you anymore <laughs> like, that classic sort of trope that yeah get out of here you dumb animal shoo, shoo. <laughs> and he turns around and throws a rock like they, 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 do, they do that and at no point is, is the movie thinking like Oh, but what's going to happen to him? I literally, and that, sorry, Sam, go on. Go on, go on. I was going to say, like, what, like, what, like, he gives him a fistful of fucking quarters and then on your way. Like, <laughs> what do you think is going to happen to this fucking He says, this soul? is for the arcades. Like, <laughs> yeah, for the arcades. Guys, no I'll tell you what's going to happen to this soul. The next day, the local newspaper runs a story. Um, man in wilderness uh, rapes and murders several people. Like, that's what's oh happening God. because this is a caveman. <laughs> He's, either that he's finding or, a cave, he's murdering some people, he's probably committing some sexual assaults. Either that yeah. or the newspaper says, uh, you know, John Doe found with all sellable organs missing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the ice man was found in a tub of ice. <laughs> printed. Printed now. He was an ice man twice. <laughs> Amazing, love it. I just pictured Dave with a typewriter cigar hanging from his mouth. <laughs> typing that up. I've got it. <laughs> the, 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 other, the other thing, the, the other thing, is add some stakes to this movie, which mm. I think pretty much you've you've, you've come across. My, my my fix would be that he's he's found by the military. He has, um, you know, he's he, he manages to escape from Area Fifty One or whatever else is nearby, and these two guys hit him in their car. They get him in the back of the car. And then panic, thinking he rips their oh throats God, out. Just, yeah, got you, got you. Yeah, <laughs> we just hit a guy and he's naked. What do we do? Just get him, in, get him in the back. It's fine. We'll drive, drive, drive. And then they kind of is he dead? Thing. No, hit him again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go back. <laughs> and then, and then you could have like, then you could have the, the military coming round, asking questions at the school, going to the to the the, the roller disco, mm. the ice hockey rink. Like, there's all these different things that they could do to try and like to make this feel like more of a chase movie where yeah. It, it, and 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 then it comes to my biggest biggest fix, which is just give us some pacing. Like you have nothing to do in this film. There is there is no, there are no big set pieces. There are no moment, moments where the the film kind of dies down and you get a little bit of mo- you know, oh oh poor guy. You know there's there, there's, there's no time to soak anything this, in, is there? Yeah, there's a lack of emotional beats through this. I think they just needed to really, really think about mm. the screenplay. You know, what were they doing? What do we want to achieve scene by scene? And what do we want the resolution to be? Because at the end, what do they do? He he goes to the prom and he has any dances at the prom. That's cool. And then they manage then they, to somehow the, unfreeze his girlfriend. He, uh, which, then they all dance. And then they all dance at his place in the sewage pool. And then... Oh yeah, then like so there's another. <laughs> and then the sewage. entire graduating class dies of sepsis the next week. Yeah, it's a real tragedy. And then, <laughs> and, then and then we get this, and then we get him him hugging his 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 now hot girlfriend because he's you know she's been bathed and whatever else. She bathed herself by the way. She somehow in the space in in a shorter space of time of him being thawed and then learning all this, she thawed herself out, ran a fucking bath, derobed, scrubbed herself, managed to cut her fucking hair, get all the shit and muck out. 
she cleaned herself up in literally like half the space of time it took well, Brendan Fraser to Sean get out. Sean Astin and Paulie Shaw, like, why are they having to fucking like scrape this guy's balls with a scourer? <laughs> like, why do we have a montage of that? And yet this woman's like, oh, I must bathe. Again, again, it's and, and they don't really set up the girlfriend either. Like that, just that just kind of happens. You know, there's just like a thing of like, oh, well now, and, and then, then and the then end. we just. <laughs> this is this is it. This is it. It's it's the quickest, most just like a oh, fuck it smash cut in the world. They go from him hugging the girlfriend, freeze frame, and then boom, end of movie, and it just literally says the end. Like it comes so quickly, and I just think, like, uh, you're you're almost left a little bit gobsmacked that they yeah. didn't try. And do just just even ten minutes more of of like, so what the fuck is going to happen to this guy when he when he tries when he when when these people go off to college and yeah. they don't care about this guy anymore? What's he going to do? He can't read. He can't speak. He has absolutely no discernible skills for a man in the nineties. Well, in California. actually, like, Sam, I know what's going to happen to him. He's going to die of a disease for which he has no immunity. Yep, he's going to get and honestly, it should have happened within this movie's time frame. Yes. Wow, he's got cholera. Okay, I, that's weird. I, I was actually thinking the same thing of, as you there, Dave. But but like we said, if we're overlooking certain things, we're overlooking <laughs> basic science. We're, yeah. we're overlooking. Like, you, don't, you don't pull on that thread because the yeah. whole thing falls apart. Because you get a fucking sweater. That's all. And then and then my final thing, my final thing is 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 don't have the ice. Don't make it about the ice. Make it about a try and make it a time travel movie because. Then you can send him back. Thunderstorm. And I think that thunderstorm, <laughs> eighty-eight Ross miles is an hour with the thunderstorm into the clock tower. Like well, yes, thank you, Sam. I think make it a time travel movie and send him back because that is the thing that would yeah. would tie everything off. These kids get to have a great summer with their fun caveman friend, and then they get to um, send this guy back to his life, his his desperate life, where he'll die when he's thirty-eight <laughs> as an old man, speared by a mammoth. <laughs> No, of disease, of course, and like there's just there's all the I think that would just tie it off because at the end of the movie you're like, okay, and again, the film hasn't been wacky enough, it hasn't been zany enough, it hasn't been like racy enough to to justify the lack of resolution. I think it was Whereas plenty racy, was totally out there and weird and crazy throughout the whole film. Then you'd be like, ah, oh, it's fine, it doesn't really matter. But they're trying to be sincere. They're actually trying to make mm. a sincere movie. In this. When they recall they're making a movie, yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Because there's a lot of like, let's just do a fun set piece. Why are the cameras here? They have, they have the car stunt, which is obviously just like someone was in love with that car on oh, its side. Why is that? Uh, They have the bar scene, which just as, just as like a, a side point, because um, like the pubs have been closed for so long. I really wish I could sit in a bar with a bunch of Mexican guys drinking tequila all day. It really just sounds perfect. Anyway, but you have like a series of scenes that are mostly disconnected, but they're obviously like ideas that they liked and decided to do without actually thinking about how that affects the plot. The car scene. I mean, like it's cool <laughs> seeing a car drive on its side. In, in like the conceptually, I like it. Why? <laughs> Just, no, just because it's cool. No, no, no. I'm not asking you, Sam. Yeah. I'm asking the people who made the movie. Why? 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 Why was <laughs> this critical to the film? Also, why is it so long? Like, why is it? It's a. He, he manages to drive the nineties. The nineties. About forty miles, you know, on its side. It's so long that we have to fade back into them getting to the bar. Oh yeah. I think oh. he's got the hang of it now. <laughs> and he does the. I know. I it's um, it's, it's just it's just one prehistoric of those man shot fans. by police after stealing car containing children. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's one of those frustrating films that just it just feels like that nobody nobody really tried. You know, like That's they, what I they said. took the first the first draft the first draft of every idea is what went in the movie, and they never developed it beyond. Yep. You know, let's do it. Which 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 way are we going to go with this? Film? Are we going to go zany or are we going to go detailed? I love the idea go... that there was like a couple of people on this production, uh, like, like, hey, hey, John, John, I really think, I really think we've got something here. <laughs> I really, really, really think we're onto something. This is going to be gold. It's going to make our careers. <laughs> I really, really think we've got something. We we are making gold every I day think on set. It's more of a, a snort rather than an <laughs> inhaled. <laughs> Oh yeah, we've we've definitely got something here. <laughs> you are right, gums. Ross. Maybe maybe that's maybe that's better. I, you know, I guess 
This is what collaboration's about. <laughs> exactly. Mm. Which we should tell them then. <laughs> we should say we should say that this movie cost seven million dollars to make, which I was simultaneously surprised it was that little and that much. <laughs> like on the one hand, like oh that seems like not a lot of money. On the other hand, like what the fuck do they spend it on? What you mean this film full of nobody shot like <laughs> in a hole in Hollywood. someone's back garden? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Directed first time director um, for Les Mayfield, who also did Flubber and the Miracle and Thirty Fourth um, Street remake. He also oh, did. Remake. Two, he okay. also he also did Blue Streak, I think. Yes. The, um, yes. Judge Reinhold and uh, Martin Lawrence. Who's Martin Lawrence? A Flubber, I don't think is a very well made movie. No. Like that, there's another movie that kind of feels like this, where you've got like loads of ideas just flown and just chucked around, and nothing really sticks. If it didn't have like, Robin just... Williams, it would have fucking flopped. Absolutely, and it, it, I don't think it did particularly well either, even with no, Robin no, Williams. No. And but if you've got I... Robin Williams and you can't make a good movie, I right, mean... right. I think it's worth mentioning mm-hmm. as well, like you know. For all of us saying, you know, about how the ending was so abrupt, it's so rare as well that because this movie, I feel it has to be mentioned, it was ninety minutes long, but Jesus Christ, did it feel longer? <laughs> I, I like, I remember like pausing it halfway through. How long have I? Oh my God, I'm only halfway. Oh God, I've got another, I've got another session of this to get through. Um, yeah, it feels a lot longer than ninety minutes, and it's the first ninety minute movie that I've watched for this podcast where I felt, oh God. Oh God, it just goes not. to show, really. Like, but we've we've also watched two hour movies where we haven't said, yes. you know, it's finished," and you're like, "Oh my God, was that is that it?" But mm. so I guess it's just pacing, isn't it? And this movie is is disjointed because it's not, it doesn't feel like a cohesive unit. Even with all the science questionable stuff aside, we don't move seamlessly from act to act. We move from like, like what someone thought would be a funny bit. From to short what to short, thought to would be a funny bit yeah. to yeah. a poorly sure scene because question mark, you know, like babies day out we... when they go to the theme park and then the, you know, <gasps> with that that is like why why Sean Astin is just out of the movie for twenty minutes, like that scene, <laughs> what the, like you in you again you in a ninety minute movie as you say Ross yeah. That is pure padding to me. You know, that is cheap. That is cheap, cheap movie making. Right, strap a camera to a to a, thing, a roller coaster, to a roller coaster, <laughs> and just film film people's genuine reactions. You know, and that that's not. I just, I just, it adds nothing. It adds nothing to the film other than Paulie Shaw getting to do his obnoxious thing, which is a lot of ad libbing, and you can tell most of the other actors must be just exhausted because there's no. There's no reaction from them. Like no, well, no one's bouncing off himself. They're all young, like, Sam. A lot of them, I suppose, don't know. No, the adults. The, he, yeah. Sean Aston's parents. Yes. They, they just. They are just like nope. <laughs> eyes glazed over. Which I Be thought. Quiet, oh, wow, that, you know. Th- which I thought. Mm, well done. But oh no, it's because he's such a fucking pleb to be around <laughs> in general. Just. I'm sick it's of this guy. Just, it's a lot. Is he acting now or is he just being himself? Like, oh, he's acting. You said right, action. Okay. Cool. No problem. All right. <laughs> okay. uh, I would like to do. I would like to do a good Brendan Fraser movie though, but we will have to be picky because there aren't many. <laughs> the Mummy's decent. The Mummy. The Mummy's oh, real. The Mummy is oh. an excellent movie, and like probably maybe like I wish we'd got more of that from Brendan Fraser. But if you look at the rest of his catalogue, George of the Jungle, obviously Ross's favourite. Um, yep. You've got. <laughs> you've got bedazzled which like oh, again there are yeah. bits of it i like but that is a trash fire of a movie um and kind of like everything else he did around that time was one or the other you know mm. so maybe mm-hmm. let's do the mummy at some point because that's a fun movie where i can talk about racial weiss for 40 minutes yeah it's, it's a great film it's a great film I'm just before we finish. I just want to I just want to attempt a little bit of a spirited defense of this film. <laughs> wow. Okay. As much That's as a... as much as I'm being devil advocate because I think it, it Marita, seven million dollars. It didn't work. No, seven million dollars in 1993 is not a lot of money. You know, it is a very 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 small budget for this film. First time director, like interesting premise gone wrong, but I do think that I do think as much as as much as there's there's a lot of laziness here. It doesn't feel like it was made out of spite. Like it feels like every, it feels like what was it feels like what's what's happening in the in the movie is because someone poorly poorly but chose to do it in that way. You know, 
and so I kind of as much as I as much as I didn't like it and I was kind of bored the first half of the film the first 25 minutes at least I was like okay okay you this is this is this is a this is a an interesting concept and then it all goes off off the rails but I, I do think that like we shouldn't necessarily judge it against a 40 million dollar movie which is which is what kind of this this film ended up pushing above its weight in terms of yeah this big... this was never intended to be a you know a a a huge movie it was seven yes. million dollar budget it's kind of like a the studio you crank it out it's a coffee and bagels joint first time director like let's see what you can do you know you get a bunch of cheap actors in their kids and this movie made about 40 million dollars so actually like in terms of the money this is kind of like a Quite a big hit for what they spent. It's a decent return on investment. Yeah, and I, I got him. I, I bet none of the none of this cast are getting any back end on that. <laughs> well, for, I think I think we we may have just earned their first point um, eight five percent of a of a of a cent <laughs> by streaming this three times on Disney Plus for the, for the year. You know, so enjoy that, Brendan. Yeah. Enjoy that. You're welcome. <laughs> but uh, yeah we'll be back next week with a movie uh, I'm going to say it now let's not do a 90s movie next week because we keep so that, falling into this trap that's the mummy out then uh, is that ni- oh it's 99 isn't it we'll do we'll do right? a different movie we'll have a break from Brendan Fraser we'll come back we'll love him even more for it yes I think we should I think I, you know what I'd like to do I'd like to do like a really good movie you know like a really just just absolutely stonking Academy Award winning. Let's do something really good. Casino. Yes. Uh, well, let's Ooh. let's take this discussion uh, off off the episode because, because because we don't want to commit to it online. <laughs> so like, well, no, we on, don't want to commit to it, and also I don't want to have the argument where one of us doesn't think an Academy Award winning film is any good. It's embarrassing when we say that you know a really great film is trash. On well, I think I think De Niro's overrated at this point. Right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Ross, you're Who? so wrong. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I think we should go. We should go with our usual maxim, which is: Is it free? Because yeah. <laughs> we're not paying a is single penny. Who can shout the loudest? <laughs> Right, that'll be good, that'll be good. Whatever we do will be fun and uh, probably better than this film. Almost God. certainly. It's a low bar. It's a low bar. That, I was sure. going to say, Jesus. Aim higher or something. <laughs> Aim higher. Right, we'll see you all next week. See you later. See you, folks. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>